Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today is brought to you by Earth Mama Organics. Earth Mama's safe, effective, and trusted formulations range from certified organic herbal teas, like the best-selling organic milkmaid tea, Castile soaps, balms, lotions, and more. And we will hear more uh, about them later. But today's episode is also brought to you by Kindred Bravely. Um, Kindred Bravely is, is uh, an awesome mom-run company devoted to creating maternity and nursing clothes that are comfortable, beautiful, and useful. And I know you're all going to want to hear about those things later. Um, our sponsors are awesome and handpicked for you guys. So yes. these are not just random things. No. Um, but right now, Diane has our review of the week. Yeah, I do. And it is from... Where is she? Because I was worried about saying it wrong. So this is from Libsties. I'm sure I'm butchering that. But um, this says that we are the best podcast. I'm a second time mom who is not able to breastfeed with my first past four months. I love this podcast. And thanks to it, I've made a year with my second we had so many hurdles to start. At just four weeks, my son's pediatrician told me that my milk wasn't fatty enough. He wasn't gaining weight. Um, he would let me continue to nurse for one week, but that if my son didn't gain at least a pound, then I'd have to start him on formula. He also told me that after our next visit, he wanted me to start sleep training my son, that he's underweight. As soon as I got out of the office, I made an appointment with an IBCLC. The appointment, she told me that we were doing awesome, not to start formula, and faxed her notes to the peds. She wanted nothing to do with the pediatrician at that point and canceled the next appointment and was done. I'm beyond thankful for your podcast that arms us moms with what we need to fight back against people like this pediatrician. I feel so much more confident going into my pediatrician's office now, and thank you for all you do. That's awesome. I mean, I hate the fact that everyone now it's kind of like every mom for themselves. You know, I hate, I feel like the country is like that right now. Well, maybe has always been and it's just being exposed a lot right now. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like you're kind of just on your own and you're having to like just fight for yourself. And it shouldn't be that way. You know, it should be a community. It should be all of us working together on every aspect of what's happening right now. Right. You know, from everything. Um, so it's really heartbreaking that people are having to go through this, but you know, thank God she was able to find you know, her, just yeah. recognize that this is like not that, that, that person wasn't helping her. It's crazy. So thank you so much for reaching out. Um, we love to read the, all the reviews that we get and the emails. So send it to us, put them on iTunes if you can, um, you can send us an email, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. You can get there from our website, Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. And check it, definitely check out our website. We got a lot of cool stuff on there. And um, we got a good episode for you today. This, this actually came off of a suggestion from a longtime listener who suggested, can you do a podcast on sleeping babies? And, or it's not sleeping babies, sleepy babies. And what do you do with those sleepy babies? Yes, that's a thing, you know, because there's like, they're so sleepy. <laughs> they come out so sleepy. And then it's like, you're supposed to be feeding them. You know, they're supposed to be nursing all the time. But then maybe they're latched on and they're just like, Hanging not doing out. anything. Yeah. They're just sleeping there. And you're like, oh, my God, are they eating? Are they getting enough? Oh, my God. What's happening? Yes. Yeah. So, but one of the things I want to make sure, like, you all know, is that this is normal. Like, babies are sleepy. So, 
let's talk about like what makes a baby sleepy, right? Birth. How about that? That makes a baby sleepy. Doesn't that make you sleepy? Oh my God. Everybody should be sleeping <laughs> after. Like, yes. it's really hard to be born. Just like it's and really the hardest, hard to have them. Yeah. I mean, I think the hardest person that birth is on is the baby, even though we don't want to think about that. Really, it's it's the birthing parent. I mean, is so hard on the birthing parent. But we don't think about it being hard on the baby because they're just like come out like this lump, you know, and they're just, <laughs> they're, you know, they're not like, oh my God, that was really hard. But, like, it's really, really, they're just floating in this, like, beautiful, nice, warm liquid for nine months, and then suddenly, oh, my God. Here they are. Suddenly, they're here, here in this world. And it's very overstimulating here for them, and sometimes they just shut down and go to sleep. But sleeping is very normal for them. We know that babies sleep a lot, right? We know that. They just... You you know, sometimes it's smaller increments, but we know that they sleep a lot. This is really, really normal. But where, when you have your, like, infant, say, hospital, you just had your baby, you're in the hospital, or you're the first couple weeks, your baby is really sleepy. One of the other things that impacts how much they sleep is the medication that you might have had during labor and delivery, if you chose to have medications during labor and delivery, or if you had a C-section and they gave you medications for that, that can make babies really sleepy, or if you're taking medication after you had the baby, like pain medication, heavy-duty pain medication, if you had a C-section, that can make the baby sleepy. And nobody's saying, like, don't take those things or yeah, don't do okay, those it's things. It's safe. Yeah, it's perfectly it's safe. safe or they wouldn't give it to you. But it can make the baby a little bit more sleepy. So that is just something to, like, be aware of. No, okay, the baby's sleepy. This is probably why. Not that there's and, something wrong with them. It's yeah, just let, a part of yeah. the process. I just want to backtrack for a second. When I say it's safe, I mean like whatever situation you're in, it's safe to continue breastfeeding and everybody's okay. Obviously, there are risks and interventions and we have an episode on that. So I don't mean like it's safe. It's just like it's totally safe. Everything's fine. Let doctors do whatever they want to you. <laughs> like that's not what I mean. I mean, it's a more complicated situation than that. But I mean, whatever after birth, whatever situation you're in, you're yeah. totally safe to continue breastfeeding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but medications will definitely, you know, like an epidural, things like that, that are very typical at birth, those will make your baby sleepier. So that is normal. Your baby's going to be sleepy anyway. But then if you're going to, you know, if there's medications added to the mix, then that might make your baby a little bit more sleepy. But this is really normal stuff. And I feel like I hear from moms all the time that tell me, well, at the hospital, they said the baby was really, really sleepy. I had a mom the other day that said, oh, well, they said the baby was really sleepy because he wasn't feeding well. No, he's really sleepy because he's really sleepy. That's why. That has nothing to do with, like, he came out and you're not feeding him well, so he's just going to take a nap instead. Like, that <laughs> is not what's going on. Babies are sleepy. They are sleepy. So that is really normal. We have to try a little bit harder to wake them up. And it is important to be aware that you do have to wake them for feeds. Like, don't think that at the age of a day, they're going to go, oh, it's time for me to eat because they have no idea that it's time for them to eat. Okay, and so that's a good, like, so what do you do? Like, if they're sleeping, it's not just like waking up, you know, your partner, like banging a pot next to their head. Get up, (laughs) get up, jerk. You've been sleeping too long. Like, how do you wake up a baby that just like won't wake up? So changing their diaper is that I feel like is one of the best things, obviously, you know, changing their diaper, uh, undressing them. And I know a lot of times people are like, oh, do I have to undress the baby every time? If they're super sleepy and you're just home anyway, 
then undress them, you know, change a diaper, dress them down to their diaper. That is really helpful to kind of get them awake. If you're out, I know not a lot of people are probably going out right now, but if you're like, say, at a, you know, your family's house or something like that, you don't have to undress your baby. Like you don't have to undress your baby everywhere you go to feed them. But in the beginning, those first few days, it can be pretty helpful to just undress them, strip them down, change a diaper. I like to sit them up and like rub their back because that kind of gets their circulation going a little bit. When you have them on the breast, if they doze off, so it's like Abby was saying, you know, we put them there and sometimes you're not sure, like, are they doing anything or are they just kind of like sleeping? Like what's happening? Breast compressions where you're like holding the breast and you're massaging the breast or that's something your partner can help you do. Your partner can massage the breast for you while the baby's there. That will push milk down to the baby. And that actually keeps, that's my favorite way to keep a baby awake because it just like, they're like, oh, yeah, this is what I need to do. And it's they just, a reflex. Yeah, and they start, you know, swallow. suckling and swallowing, and that really helps to keep them efficient. Or just keep moving them. Like, if your baby, you do not have to keep your baby on the breast for 15 minutes. Like, that is not, that's a whole different podcast. But Okay, it, so how often are we waking up the baby? How often and how long, like you were just about to say? Yeah, so we want to uh -huh. wake the baby, like, how often for feeds? yeah. Every probably the hospital is going to tell you like every two to three hours because in the hospital, that's where they're really sleepy. You know, the first couple of days of their life, they're like, bonk, they're out. So every like two to three hours in the hospital, you're probably going to be waking your baby up. Once you go home, your milk starts coming in. Your baby might be a little bit more awake. Like they might be not still not much awake, but they might be starting to stir a little bit more to eat around mm -hmm. an hour and a half two hours maybe not that three hour mark and that really throws people off because people are like but wait the baby was eating every three hours in the hospital that's what they told me to do wake the baby every three hours in the hospital now my baby wants to eat every hour and a half to two hours are they not getting enough no that's yeah. normal that two hour thing is normal that three hour thing is just something the hospital does that's their thing the it's normal that your baby might want to feed every hour and a half every two hours that's that's pretty normal if they're not awake to eat by three hours as a newborn, probably the first week, first two weeks, I would say wake them up to eat if it has been longer than like three hours. Okay. And then, so you were already about to say this, but so you're waking them up every, I don't even remember what you just said this right, right, very second, one and a half to two hours. If they, if they're not waking on their own, uh -huh. then wake them no longer than three hours. Don't let more than three hours yeah. go by. Yeah, during the day. Okay. Nighttime, maybe like four-ish. But And that's the first like two weeks. Okay, I was going to say. So the very, very first beginning part. Very first beginning. When your baby is super sleepy and they're not waking. Your baby doesn't know what hunger. Like, they don't know. Right. They don't know like, okay, I feel hungry right now. Like, they don't really know that. So the very beginning, when we're always like feed on demand, like that's ultimately our goal. But sometimes in the beginning, babies don't know what that feels like, and they're too sleepy to wake up for it. So you have to kind of like help them along and make sure that they are eating. Or else they're going to miss feeds, and we don't want them to do that. After a couple weeks, then they start kind of waking on their own to eat, too. And then you don't have to really worry about it anymore. But in the very beginning, you do have to wake them because they just don't know. And so when you're doing the breast compressions, you that's your, the best way to do it is like put them on the breast, whatever, and compress. Put them on the or breast. Or change their diaper. You know, that's whatever the ways to get them. How long are you trying to keep them awake? So your baby might get into like a phase of good sucks and swallows and then start dozing. 
So you want to stimulate them. So like take them off, try to burp them, maybe change a diaper in between. If, if they, you know, had a wet diaper or something in between, that'll help to wake them up again. Um, put them out, move them to the other side. Like it's sometimes people say, well, they told me, you know, my pediatrician's office told me to keep the baby on for 15 minutes per side. So then they have a baby sitting there for 15 minutes sleeping before they'll move them. And it's like, no, if he, if they're sucking and swallowing for three minutes and then fall asleep, take them off, move them, wake them up or put them, take them off, wake them up, put them back on the same side. We need to re-stimulate them to keep them going. And then if you get to the point where your baby is not doing any sucks and swallows anymore and then they're just, but you can stimulate them to do that, then great. Keep stimulating, keep stimulating, moving them, rubbing their hands, rubbing their feet, you know, stroking their cheek, doing the breast compressions. Once they're not responding to that, then you can go, okay, they're done. They're done. You know, they're just like, and they're floppy, you know, like when you raise their Mm -hmm. hand up and they're just like, wah, they're floppy. (laughs) Like, that's when we know, okay, they're, they're done. You're not going to get anything else out of this baby. But that is usually, I really have that, that talk with parents in the beginning when they say, well, I need to keep them on. You know, I was told to keep them on 15 minutes. I would rather have a baby on for five minutes and feeding well than 15 minutes and doing nothing. So move them. Like no, I remember I worked with a lactation consultant who was like, no parking, move them, keep them going. You know, like, cause if you let them sit there cozy against you, they are just going to go to sleep and we want the baby to eat. Yeah. So, but you're not like, like, it's not, you don't have to like, cause it seems like a lot of work and I don't want people to worry. You're not doing this all day. Oh no, no, no. You're just no. trying to keep them awake for a few minutes so they get that good suck and swallow. Exactly. And that's the other thing is like, do, does everybody know the difference between the suckle of them just hanging there and not eating and the suckle of them like actually swallowing Because I didn't know until I learned. Yeah. And that's something that I usually try to talk to them about. Like, I definitely show them when I'm Mm -hmm. doing a consult with them uh, and talk about it with them. And I try to talk about it like if I do, you know, prenatal classes. But even when I worked at the hospital, I tried to make sure that I showed them on. Like, this is what the swallow looks like. Because that's really, really important. Because your baby, like, sometimes that suckle, and it feels more shallow, you know, if it's just like the suckling, like the non-nutritive suck. It can feel a little bit more shallow. If they're feeding, you really feel those good deep sucks. They're very rhythmic. Um, mm-hmm. The other ones can be like very, you know, like yeah. they're just kind of like suckling. And that's when we know, okay, they're not eating. If your baby is not swallowing after every suck or every two sucks, then they're probably not eating efficiently. So if they go, like you put them on, they're doing suck, swallow, suck, swallow, and they do that for a good couple of minutes, and then they get into this and then occasional swallow, and then a little bit of a suck, and then an occasional swallow. Like, that's not really eating. So in the beginning, you know, you can, like, stimulate them to kind of get them going again. This is not even something that you're going to be doing for the for your whole breastfeeding relationship. This is really just the beginning. Like, this is just the beginning of your breastfeeding relationship. So, like, when you were saying, like, this is a lot of work, it is. It's not all day, and it's not forever. Like, they get to be very efficient once they're a little bit more awake and alert and they know what's going on. But in the beginning, we need to help them. Like, they're babies. They don't know what they're doing. We need to help them. We need to wake them up and get them to feed and make sure that they're awake for the feed. Yeah, and you can – and we can put, like, links 
or like little videos on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Oh, we can. Of like yeah. the difference between them not eating and them eating. Because mm-hmm. even if you're past that and you've never seen one of those videos, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because you can really, you can tell. You can tell the difference. So we should, let's hear from our cool new sponsors. Oh okay. And then um, and then we'll talk more about why babies are sleepy too after. Cool. Cool. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Earth Mama Organics. At Earth Mama, we recognize that becoming a mother is the beginning of a series of profound changes. Often it changes the way we see the world because we're looking through a new lens. And that can lead to a big question about what we put on our bodies and in our bodies. Which is, is this safe for my baby? We all ask this question, right? I know, like I never even thought about it before I had kids. Earth Mama Organics manufactures organic herbal care for the entire incredible journey of breastfeeding, motherhood, nurturing, nurturing women and their whole families from pregnancy to postpartum recovery to breastfeeding and far beyond. Marrying generations of women's wisdom about traditional herbal solutions with evidence-based research. Earth Mama's safe, effective, and trusted formulations range from certified Organic herbal teas, like the best-selling organic milkmaid tea, which is super yummy, uh, to Castile soaps, balms, lotions, soothing sprays, sunscreens, deodorants, and two kinds of non-GMO project verified nipple cream. Organic nipple butter, which is super popular, and the vegan nipple butter. Experience their botanical-rich products for yourself. Head to earthmama.com earthmama.com and use code badass for 15% off your regularly priced purchases. Um, that does not include the travel kits. Um, U.S. orders only for this promo code and the offer expires on August 31st. So hurry up. Earthmama.com. You probably know this brand, Earthmama Organics. They're wonderful. They're giving you a promo code and they're giving you 15% off. So badass, it, uh, it ends at uh, August 31st. So take advantage of that. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by Kindred Bravely, an awesome mom rod company devoted to creating maternity and nursing clothes that are comfortable, beautiful, and useful. Like motherhood itself, this company is built on love, a love that is poured into every piece of clothing they bring to life. Since moms deserve to look and feel great at the same time, Kindred Bravery's clothes are meticulously designed to make the motherhood journey easier, from the bump to the breast and beyond. Whether it's their hands-free pumping bra that allows you to pump, nurse, or both at the same time without any wardrobe changes, or their super soft pajamas for late-night nursing and cuddle sessions, Kindred Bravery aims to bring comfort to all moms. Winner of multiple Mom's Choice and What to Expect awards and the Best of Lucy's list, Kindred Bravely is the answer to your nursing wardrobe needs. See all of their comfy clothing at kindredbravely.com. That is K-I-N-D-R-E-D, Bravely, B-R-A-V-E-L-Y.com. And use promo code BFMAMA20, B-F-M-A-M-A-20 for 20% off of your Kindred Bravely order. I mean, take advantage of that, too. Um, And everything that I'm saying, I know I'm saying a lot of, like, .com and all that stuff. Just go to BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. And I said another .com. (laughs) BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com will have all of this sponsor information, the promo codes, the links, and all of that to hook you up with um, these deals. 
Um, and today's, um, well, you can find at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, you can also find um, breastfeeding resources, um, all of our other episodes, um, show notes, and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. It's me. And I have today's shout out of the week. And our shout out of the week goes to Birth by Grace Midwifery Services. And they describe themselves as Birth by Grace Midwifery offers respectful, comprehensive midwifery care with a personal touch. Prenatal care, home birth, and postpartum services are provided by a supportive caring team of certified nurse midwives and credentialed childbirth professionals. Your home birth experience will be an empowering and memorable journey, currently servicing Metro Atlanta and surrounding counties. So home birth, you know, a lot of people are switching to home birth, you know, these days and looking for reputable, you know, midwives uh, to help them through that process. And if you're in the Atlanta area, I highly recommend these people. And you can find them at Birth by Grace on Instagram as well. And their Instagram is beautiful with like incredible like home birth and breastfeeding and all kinds of um, beautiful photos and information, you know, about home birth and such. So check them out. Birth by Grace um, on Instagram and birthbygrace.com for their website. And um, yeah, sleepy babies. Sleepy. So now the one thing I do want to make sure we talk about real quick is jaundice. And we did an episode on jaundice a little while back. So of course, we'll link it um, on the website in the show notes. But that makes a baby very, very sleepy. So you know, jaundice is something like you really have to work a little bit harder to get your baby to eat if they're if they've got jaundice because they just get so sleepy. And most babies do get a little bit of jaundice anyway, but there are certain things that can cause your baby to have jaundice. You know, if they're born a couple weeks early, um, some babies are more prone to jaundice, like it just can happen, you know, that they get jaundice and then they don't feed well, and they have to feed well to get rid of the jaundice. So it kind of becomes this cycle. But you do have to really try and stimulate your baby a lot more when they are, when they've got a little bit of jaundice, just to make sure that they're eating well. But the whole point of this conversation is so that moms realize, like, this is normal. Babies are really sleepy. And sometimes they make it sound like, oh my gosh, your baby is so sleepy. Like, there's something wrong with them. And that's not... That's not the case. Babies are just really sleepy. Like this is normal for them. It is not normal to, or it is not typical for you to get much awake time either. Like I don't see babies really giving much awake time for like the first three weeks or so, at least. Like you'll probably feed your baby and they'll just go back to sleep. And that'll happen for the first, you know, good couple of weeks. And then maybe you'll start getting a little bit of playtime after a feed, but you won't see that for a little while. Like they're really sleepy. They're going to sleep most of the time. I remember when um, I had just had Exley. I mean, like I had when I had when I think feel like when you have your first, you know, nothing. So even when they're sleeping, you're like panicked. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't really seem like I mean, there's doesn't. Well, maybe it does seem like they're sleepy, especially if somebody's telling you that they're sleeping too much. You know, if they're telling you that it's unusual when actually it's not. Mm-hmm. But when I had Jack. I mean, when I had Exley, I already had Jack was like almost three and he's, you know, active and all of that. I would forget Exley. Oh, yeah. 
because he would just be like out, like zonked out. And I'd be like running around after Jack. I remember one time I was like outside with my neighbors, like talking to my neighbors. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have a baby. I know. <laughs> I like run in and he's in his little, you know, his little thing sleeping. But I was like, oh my God, I forgot about you. Yeah. I've had moms like we've, I've had doctors call me about a baby that wasn't gaining well before. This has happened a few times. And when I saw the mom, you know, she had a couple of other kids and she was like, sometimes I just, forget like not forget but like you're running after another kid yeah so sometimes i'll take him off sooner he's probably not done and he just goes back to sleep and because i gotta go make sure somebody's not burning the house down or whatever right. like yep it's hard that's why like always having a sling always having a wrap like you know somehow you know just kind of like bringing your baby around with you or whatever but it is really it is really normal for them to just be sleepy like, and for you to take advantage of that, because I've had some families, you know, if the baby wasn't gaining well, and I've said, well, how, how does the baby do overnight? Be like, oh, great. They sleep all night. It's like, no, you have to wake the baby up. <laughs> like, you can't let him go longer than three. So now we're missing well, like two feeds, you know, because the baby's sleepy. So they don't wake him up. Or you have those family members who from day one home from the hospital say, do not wake a sleeping baby. Let them w- they'll wake up when they're hungry. In the first two weeks or so, they don't wake up with their, they don't know they're hungry. So you do have to wake them up to feed them. Right. And then, and then even after the first couple of weeks. So now we're people who are listening. Maybe they have brand new babies, but maybe, maybe they have older babies or like, you know, I don't yeah. know, a month or two. Um, at what point do you just not wake them up? At what point if the baby just is like, whoa, it's going on like five hours. Like how, what, at what point do you just let them sleep? I usually tell them, of course, you, you know, you do, you should go by what your pediatrician tells you, but sometimes your pediatrician doesn't, they, doesn't talk about this with you. Like I've had a lot of families that tell me, oh, I, I don't know. Like sometimes they're like, the baby is three months old and they're still waking the baby up at three, you know, every couple hours during the night setting alarms. And I'm like, your baby's gaining great let him sleep at night if he wants to sleep at night. They're like, oh, the pediatrician never told us that. I just thought we yeah. could keep waking up. Because you go two months between th- between appointments sometimes. So you don't even see your pediatrician and your baby changes so much during that time frame that you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing. So usually if your baby is gaining well, like they're back to birth weight, say let them go during the night, but make sure during the day they're sleep- they're feeding pretty frequently. And then if they're, you know, if they still continue to gain well and they want to sleep, you know, several hours during the night, let them do that. That's okay. We look at the weight gain. If your baby is feeding frequently during the day, if you're feeding your baby on demand during the daytime, then they probably will sleep a little bit longer for you at night. And that's okay. You can let them do that. You can let them go, you know, four or five hours overnight if they're sleep if they're feeding frequently during the day. Yeah. Jack was like pretty old. Jack was pretty old, like, I don't know, a few months old when, like, we were going to bed one night and I was like, should we set an alarm? And my husband goes, why? So you can poke him until he wakes up? Yeah. Like, because I would just be like, oh, my God, we have to set an alarm. We have to check on him. And I was, like, always staring at him to make sure he was still breathing (laughs) and, like. Yeah. You know, like, he was like, he's like, all you're going to (laughs) do. (laughs) <laughs> if you set this alarm is like you're going to be awake and then you're going to poke at him until he's woke until he's awake mm-hmm. and I, i'll tell moms that too i'm like well what happens when you wake, wake him up to eat is it like a struggle to get him up and then he's like all right now i'm up 
Like, let's do something. Like, if you start, if you continue to wake your baby every three hours overnight when they don't want to be awakened for that, like, then you're just kind of like, all right, now you got to, now they're not going to go to back to sleep well, probably. You know, like, it's just, or they're not going to eat well once you do get them up because they're too sleepy because they want to sleep. So it's, sometimes it's like a little bit of trial and error stuff, but this is where I always say like, follow your baby's lead, you know, follow your baby's lead. If you're feeding them on demand during the day, we're not scheduling them. We're feeding them on demand during the day, which is probably going to be frequently. Then you can follow their lead at night and let them sleep. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I know. That's what everybody's, everybody's waiting for that. Yeah. Like, when can I just let them sleep? And then, you know what? Some people listening to this might be like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, how, what do you mean wake the baby up? The baby never sleeps. Yeah. Like, I feel you. Yes. I feel you. Like, so, that's also oh, yeah. happens. Yeah. And that's, it's very baby de- individualized. Like, it really, it does not, because your baby is a certain age, that doesn't guarantee you're going to get a certain amount of sleep. It just doesn't. It's up to the baby. You know, and babies do different things. And this thing that I, I found to I, – I looked up a lot of different things um, when it came to, like, baby sleep. But this was this kind of cracked me up. It said, um, most newborns spend more time sleeping than they do awake, although sleeping may happen in small chunks or on an irregular schedule. Managing a newborn's sleep is one of the most challenging tasks of looking after a newborn. Newly born babies are not accustomed to schedules or the rhythms of a typical day. For this reason, they may not sleep at the appropriate times. What what the hell is an appropriate <laughs> what the time? What is an appropriate I know. time? What is an appropriate time? Like some of these articles crack me up the way they're written about newborns because it's like there is no appropriate time. Like they're just going to do whatever. Just like how people say, "Oh, they have their days and nights mixed up." No, they're they have zero circadian rhythm. Like they just they are just doing their thing. They're just sleeping. You wake them up to eat and then they go back to sleep. But that is very normal for newborns. And that was kind of like the point of this podcast today was to make sure people knew, like, this is normal. If your baby is sleepy, that's normal. And that's okay. You might have to work a little harder to wake them and get them to eat. But that doesn't mean that they're never going to wake on their own. This is just a newborn period. You have to work a little bit harder. But that's normal. There's nothing wrong with your baby. They'll wake up eventually. And then you'll be like, oh, my God, go to sleep. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. We all get there. Yeah. Right. Now, now that's, yeah. I mean, if, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. How come my baby won't sleep? Oh my God. I know. I know it, but it will, and it will take a couple of weeks before you get some awake time. And that I think also freaks parents out because I, I think they don't expect that it's going to be like that. They think that the baby's going to wake up to eat and then be awake for a little bit and then go back to sleep. And it's like in the beginning, those first couple of weeks, they really don't do that. They just like, you don't see their eyes that much. And there it's becomes very like, what the hell do I have this baby for? Like, they're not even interacting with me, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. they're just like this lump for the first few weeks. And then they start to wake up and you get a little bit more active time. But in the beginning, you really don't. And that's okay. That's normal stuff. And that's when you need to relax and rest and, you know, like kind of take advantage of that time too as much as you can. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's about it. That's great. Thanks, so, Diane. Yeah. So sleepy babies. No worries about that. But if you have questions, let us know. And check out the show notes because we'll put some cool stuff in there for you. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see All you right, next cool. week. Bye. Bye. Bye.